Excellent stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an official live episode of the Moonshot NFT podcast. We are recording outside of NFT London 2022, outside the QE2 conference center, right in the heart of London, Westminster Abbey, Big Ben, right behind us. You can hear the sounds of London, hopefully, <laughs> in the background as well. And so, yeah, we've been down at NFT London, two-day event, we're on the back end of day two now. And safe to say, it's been a pretty interesting experience. Matt, how would you describe this event for our wonderful listeners? I would say busy, um, new, chaotic. There's a lot going on. Perhaps our cameraman could pan around, actually, and you'll see the bored and hungry McCain Fries collaboration, Regen Fries, which if you're a previous episode, uh, if you're a listener of any previous episodes, you might have heard of us talk about the bored and hungry company that, that, that is one of the companies that have used their ape as a, or they've used their IP, the intellectual property rights from their ape to create this fast food business. Um, so that's been hot. a popular popular place to be for people trying fries over the weekend or over the two days. of fries for this whole weekend. But there's a lot going on. There's essentially, I believe, 800 speakers in short, tiny blocks. So some talks are as little as five minutes, some 10, some 25. And it's it's in this building, which is a great building, but it's over six different floors. So yeah. there's lots of rooms to go to. It's a little bit chaotic in terms of finding your way around. It's a pretty mental setup. It's a pretty mental setup. So of course the QE2 being right in the heart of London doesn't have the, uh, the glory of being one big spacious venue. It's split into six different floors, lots of different rooms. So almost a bit of a labyrinth to make our way around yes but the structure of the event is very interesting because it's split into all sorts of different little stages where they tackle all the different themes where nfts are being used so be it across art be it across the legal investing tax side of things be it in the gaming be it just the pure collectible side of it like the business side of things and they're all split off into their own little subsections and as you just said they've got 800 speakers for a two-day event which if anyone tries and crunch the numbers you can quickly tell that the average speaking time those speakers have is going to <laughs> be relatively long. slim yeah and so i think the maximum is around 25 minutes where they have these panel discussions so a whole host of different people but they go right down to five minute sessions 10 minute sessions which as you can imagine are pretty high intensity and pretty speedy to blast through but a real diverse range of speakers and what is quite nice is the whole ethos of this event was all around giving the community members a voice of course nft land there's lots of people building at the moment quite quietly particularly yes. as the interest has waned in nfts as it does during a sort of typical bad spiral in the market as we're experiencing at the moment and so these people are building along and it provides this forum and a big stage for all of the real people at the heart of the communities who are building these fantastic projects these fantastic businesses even these fantastic things just for art for charity whatever it is to come together, to have a voice, to have a stage, to have a platform and ultimately share those ideas, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, and I think that it really does highlight just how much is going on. So this is run by NFT NYC. So that is the, so, which has been running since 2019. So in New York City, the most recent NFT NYC, which is a very similar sort of format, a couple of days or two or three days, they had 16,000 people go to that versus the two and a half thousand people that are at NFT NYC London. So it shows the differences. This is their first event in London. And I think that two and a half thousand compared with 16,000 highlights the differences state of the, or kind of progress of the NFT UK market, US UK versus US. But also, and they, but they had something like 1500 speakers, which they whittled down to 800 speakers. And all of the, one of the amazing things that 
that kind of I thought or was hit by is just how many different subjects there are. There are art, film, photography, fashion, collectibles. There's just so much going on. There's then the subject of DAOs. There's the subject of kind of music. It's just NFTs are being used for so It's very eye-opening because of course, yeah, massively, we, when massively. we first came across it, the only real use case that we all jumped to and understood initially was like the profile pictures of yeah. just collecting these rare assets that people have a bit of hype and speculation around, very much like collecting Pokemon cards. Very rudimentary level and use of this technology where would you come somewhere like this and hear about the crazy things people are doing and even some of the interesting problems that they're tackling. It's yeah. just very eye-opening. Yeah, and the last talk that I've just sat in on was a guy talking about more so going into the future. It's not necessarily happening yet but is, I believe, in the States, will be happening over here in the UK to be able, if so, if you own a house and you will be able to break that house into digital assets, into sections, and so literally almost sell a brick from your chimney to release some equity from your house. And then, because his example, if you're a lady in your 80s, 90s, and you've got to pay to get your hip replaced or something, and you haven't got the funds, but you own a house that's worth 800,000 and it's all paid off or whatever, then for you to be able to chunk, split that house into chunks, and sell off bits of it, little bits of it, to release the equity and go and spend that money on your new hip. That could, so that his thought was, or I can't remember where he said this, this data was coming from, but that could release, they thought about 5% of the homeowners in the UK might do that, which would release something like 300 billion into the economy. And so the Bank of England were for it. So that gives you an idea. And they would be digital assets could be a form of NFT, which is quite, he, I believe Futurist was in his title, the guy that was doing this. So it's just an indication of how NFTs, or he was suggesting they won't even be called NFTs in the future. Which um, is be a thing. Yeah, because like do. he again referred back to, he was in his 60s and remembers when people used to talk about HTML sites and now obviously everyone just talks about web websites yeah. um, so there's yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot of people working in the background on stuff that we probably know, haven't even thought years, of yeah yeah solving lots of interesting problems and i know we've talked on this podcast before about one of the use cases that made the whole concept of nfts really click in my mind which was all around the ticketing and using it as the tickets for events with the example being god imagine if you went to an early beatles gig all those years ago and the ticket was actually an NFT. And like, what would that NFT from being one of the first people to see the Beatles before they've blown up be yes. worth now? Yeah. All the way through to modern concepts of, okay, imagine Drake went on world tour, use NFTs as his tickets. And as a result, the tickets were all funky artwork. You could have special editions of it that would also function as your VIP pass. And then getting into the whole smart contract mechanism where actually it could all be written up. So when people buy the tickets, all of the funds are automatically distributed. X percent goes to Drake, X percent to the venue, X percent to the staff, and even potentially some of the sales royalties back to the holders in some scenarios. And all that interesting stuff. And of course, we're at an NFT event here in London, and lo and behold, they are experimenting with the whole NFTs as tickets as well. Yeah. So the company behind NFT London, a company called NFT Cred, have been running this event for a few years, as you said, and they are very much iterating each year how they can use the NFTs as the actual tickets. And in reality, we had to buy our ticket and then it was through Eventbrite and yes. a, a typical yeah. PDF very and that's how we got one of these. Way. So yeah. a very Web2 traditional way. However, what they have done is quite interesting because every ticket holder has then been able to claim a NFT for being here and they've actually collaborated with a whole group of 
very cool UK based artists, obviously Mark the NFT London occasion. And so you randomly get allocated one of these cool NFTs as a nice memento, which is very cool. I think the VIP Ex exceptionally tickets. cool for the VIP yeah. ticket holders who get a the commemorative NFT designed by Xcopy, mm -hmm. who who I Legendary. didn't realise is London based. That has been confirmed because he is uh, anonymous. But yeah, rumours uh, he might be milling around. Yeah, there, yeah, he could be no here, and we is. wouldn't even know. But uh, yeah, an exceptionally known artist in the digital space, NFT world for sure. Very high profile. I think for our, our listeners, is almost could be compared to the Banksy of the yeah. NFT world. So yeah. his yeah. NFTs are typically one of ones that they go for ridiculous and very high profile. And so if you had a VIP, you get a limited edition X copy ticket, which is very yeah, cool. Yeah, which is nice. So it'll be interesting to see what those, happens with those on the secondary market. Yep. But also True. then all of the speakers, this is quite interesting, have their own NFT as well. So we were fortunate enough to bump into our friend Steve Collins, yes. who is a yeah. specialist crypto accountant. And Steve had a little speaking slot here yesterday morning. And after seeing him speak, I was able to go online and claim my very own Steve Collins NFT, <laughs> which is quite the privilege. So a new little asset that I've got in my wallet there. So remember that epic, epic talk by Steve. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the one other subject that was came up yesterday I was very interested in is how individual holders are using the IP. So if the IP rights, if the intellectual property rights are included with the ownership of your NFT token, very as is the like case in the punk, CryptoPunks, as is the case in Board Ape Yacht Club, as is the case in World of Women. So they had this panel of punks talking about how they use the IP of their punks and the majority seem to be using it to build like a personal. We will share some pictures for sure on our Twitter page and other socials of a selfie that we will get with Crypto Novo, who is as a punk and he dresses as his punk. I mean, it's a big long story that we won't go into, but if you follow us on socials, you will see the picture. And yeah, it is quite memorable. And uh, there is, that's partly to do with his personal brand because that is, he wants Wants to be recognized he's, and, and that's the way anonymous. he's using his punk and remain anonymous exactly but that is also a subject that we were we're going to cover on a future episode as well because it is a growing sort of use case for nfts and certainly as a as an entrepreneur in terms of monetizing your nft investments and it's something that i think even within the moonshot DAO we'll talk about in the future because it's just a it's just an opportunity that exists for NFT holders or of particular projects. And, and it's been great to hear examples of how people are doing that here, which is the benefit of coming to events like this because you can actually talk to real people and find out yeah. what are they doing because outside of these rare kind of IRL, yeah, person-to-person -person live events, all of these conversations just happen on Twitter and in discords and stuff and you don't know what to believe. Level. Don't know what to believe and it's hard to engage in conversations where you actually find out what are other people doing yeah, yeah. and that's what i've found quite eye-opening and a refreshing reminder that actually this whole community and ecosystem doesn't just exist online no. in discord on twitter on OpenSea, which is 364 days out of the year pretty much that is where it exists for us yeah so to actually come here meet people face to face obviously see what the other nft holders are like i must say i've been quite impressed by the diversity yeah. of just everything ages yeah. ethnic backgrounds yeah. particularly gender like yeah. a very strong female representation which has been great and we've listened to some great talks from some female founders behind some of the leading female projects which again has been very eye-opening and just yeah it feels very like still that we're at something very early in yes. its life cycle oh, absolutely. and that all this stuff is bubbling all this development is building all these communities are slowly growing and it feels like we are working towards this precipice of mass adoption when hopefully 
a lot of these ideas will come to fruition and as NFTs become more mainstream, get the user traction that they need and this whole thing will just become more and more integrated into our everyday life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just, it's a reminder we talked about last episode, just the existence of endless opportunities. Yes, things might be cheaper than they, than they were or less valuable than they were a few months back and it's easy to see nothing but doom and gloom, but that is it's very, not, very much not the case, especially in this world where people are working hard and, and building something for the future. And now is just the perfect to start doing some research and to find out like what are the opportunities. And there is something for every everyone. If you're not interested in art, that's fine. You might be interested in music. If you're not interested in music, you might be interested in film. And there is the opportunity to get involved in so much stuff. Like the nouns DAO, the nouns.wtf that we listened to their talk yesterday. And that is just a collective group of individuals that it's an auction that happens every day. It's a big cost if you want to buy and mint a, a nouns. I think now. we will, for sure. But it's when you dig into it, it's a group that by the sounds of it, you can reasonably easily get involved with if you've got an idea. And yeah, we'll do a full episode on it for sure because it's for, any, for anyone looking for opportunities, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a good option, I would have thought. Yeah, um, 100%. It's very cool, it's very cool. Now, one interesting little tidbit for our listeners, which is quite funny that I've been reminded by saying the police fan that's just next to us there. So, I remember hearing stories of when NFT NYC was at 16,000 people, obviously, going to this big NFT event in New York during the time when the market was a lot higher as well. And, of course, you got a lot of people there gathering who are all the holders of very expensive NFTs. Yes, and so, yes, actually, yes. quite a popular target for a lot of criminals and so there was lots of people going to this NFT event and I think there's a case of people getting mugged, people like cybercrime happening so if you had your phone or your crypto wallet in your bag in your pocket, criminals trying to do things with it which is quite interesting and so I totally forgot about all this. Do you this. think that's <laughs> why the police are there? No I know it just prompted me. <laughs> Maybe. But because <laughs> what did remind me of it was because when we came to this event yesterday I thought NFT event. Yeah. I'm going to dock all of my NFT merch. I've yeah. got my mutant ape t-shirt <laughs> and also my Moonbirds hat. So as I'm walking along, it's very obvious that I have <laughs> a couple of NFTs. And when I got to the event, I realised that I was like the only person here wearing <laughs> NFT merch. Before we then sat in a beautiful talk all about crime and, <laughs> yeah, and I had true. a brief little reminder, which was quite interesting. But you yeah. made it back today unscathed we made it from back what I could see. There has been no crime, and I have wore a more uh, casual. <laughs> which also reminds look. us that no one in London knows what a mutant name exactly. T-shirt is, or knows what a Moonbird exactly. is, and knows that it would have cost you early. <laughs> yeah, would have cost you like a five-figure sum to buy into those projects. There we are, there we are. <laughs> so wrap us up, Matt, how would you sum up this event in one sentence? I think full of opportunity. I think very early. I think early to the point where they've tried to cram so much into these two <laughs> days. It's so chaotic and there's there's almost too much to take in. It's overwhelming, especially if you want to listen to what's been talked about and then go and talk to some of the people that are speaking and just talk to other people that are here as well. There's just too much going on in too little time. But that's, I think, because they just want to, they want people to see the full extent of this. They want people to see what, what's being created and what we're part of. And hopefully, or I don't know, we should uh, 
perhaps consider going to the NFT NYC, which has been confirmed at the 12th to the 14th of April 2023. Maybe we could do a remote special, uh, special edition uh, episode from there, but and don't wear your t-shirt yeah. just in case. I can imagine if that was 16,000 this year, it's probably going to be 20,000 plus next year. They've committed to doing this every year in London, two and a half thousand this year. I'm sure it's going to be double that next year. It's just, it's exciting. It's a reminder that we are exceptionally early, which is great because that's just the best time to get involved in anything. And for me, it's just a confirmation that we're in a really good space. We should do more research. We should somehow try and carve out the time to spend more time looking into where these opportunities exist and then making sure that we're getting involved. And so that's been our continued recommendation for listeners, I think, since the very start is there's an opportunity here. If you're interested, do your own research but reach out and let's talk about it as well because that's the best way to achieve anything is just to do it in groups, do it in teams, join the Discord so that we can start having conversations about things, ideas that you may have, ideas that we may have that you might be able to help with. Yeah, there's just loads to be talked about, I think. Absolutely. And you? Absolutely. What a long sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, I would summarize it as certainly eye-opening, exciting, inspiring, and somewhat chaotic, I think because very fast-paced, loads of stuff going on. Eye-opening, a good reminder that NFTs are more than just these collectible digital assets. There's so much that can be used for across all these plethora of different industries. And just very cool to see all the different companies, personalities that are working on it. So a nice little burst of enthusiasm and optimism for me off the back of this. And looking forward to next year. Good stuff. There we yeah. have it, ladies and gents. It's been a pleasure, Matt. Yeah. Nice to try this outside of a building for the first time. Hopefully it's come across in a, in a good way. But yeah, thanks for listening and please continue to do subscribe and, and I'll leave you to the last line. To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Love it. Excellent.